Hey there, everybody. This week I talked to Torden Ferreira, the go-getting entrepreneur and TV personality hailing from Brazil. And that is enough introduction. You'll hear more in the conversation. Here we go. Hi, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I am here with Torden. Uh, what's your last name? How do you say it? Torden Ferreira. Torden Ferreira. Yeah. Man, that's... Yeah. Well, in Portuguese, I would say Torden Ferreira. Torden Ferreira. Ferreira. Yeah. Ferreira. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm here with Torden Fajera. Yes. Uh, I, I just butchered your last name. I'm sorry. <laughs> How are you, Jordan? I'm very good. Jordan, How about yourself? Me. I'm doing great. Thank you. I wanted to invite you here to the studio because you are on a television show, but that's more your side project. Yes. You also have a business here, yes. and you've lived here since 2009. Exactly. When you And you came here when you were 17. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about... How, how you came here to Taiwan and living with that host family, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the first, you know, as you said, like the first time that I that I came here was in 2009. So it's been quite a while already, you know, and I didn't I didn't even know that I was going to stay this long. But the first year that I came here, I was an exchange student. So, uh, you know, like in Taiwan, Rotary Club is quite famous. A lot of a lot of Taiwanese people here, they, they join Rotary Club. And my family is also part of Rotary Club in Thai, in Brazil. So Rotary Club is an international organization. Exactly. It's, it's an international organization that you can find is present in many countries around the world. It's constituted by uh, business people or people that are willing to help one another and also help the society. You know, so a lot of a lot of the times they do uh, charity events or they, they find, you know, like one of the big purpose of Rotary right now is to end polio. Right, so uh, a lot of people they're being involved with that, with this kind of social social works. And my family is part of Rotary Club back in Brazil. So it, Rotary Club also has an exchange student program, which they send young people abroad to be their ambassadors. Right, such so, as yourself. Exactly. So I I I, I was. Uh, uh, they told me that I could I could come to Taiwan to learn to learn Chinese, and that's that's how it happened, you know. Yeah. So I came to Taiwan to learn one year of, of Chinese, and I had an amazing time here. Was Taiwan your first choice? Or, Taiwan or was well, actually, in fact, Taiwan wasn't my first choice. It was not. Yeah, it was not. <laughs> oh. I, I think I had Den- Denmark, and I also had uh, England. And, Denmark and yeah, and the third choice was Taiwan. But they came to me and they were like, "Oh, so because of your personality, we think you would be very suitable for Taiwan." So I was like, "Okay, well, uh, I think would be would be great to learn Chinese, you know, and 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 try try it out a, a completely different culture." So I was like, "Okay, well, let's let's try and see how it goes." What about your personality? fit you for Taiwan? I'm not really sure. I mean, I, th- at the time, I didn't get it. You know? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever you say, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, every decision is the right decision, right? So uh, I was like, okay, let's, let's, why not, you know? Yeah. So I came here and I was living in a host family, right? So because I was, I was living here for one year, I had three different host families. And living in a host family is a very interesting fact because you have to speak you have to listen Chinese from the morning, from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. So you would be with your host family speaking Chinese, and then you would go to class speaking Chinese, speaking learning Chinese. Chinese learning, even though if you don't understand, that's if you don't understand, that's your problem. You know, you gotta you gotta try your best to 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 learn the, uh, as fast as possible to you know be able to communicate with your host family, make new friends, and and that's what that's what I was trying. To you know. be to be able to operate in life, basically. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Just thrown to the fire. For yeah. In fact, you know, like language is a big is a big problem. Is it, it, for me is one of the main challenges, uh, and I would say this 
for most of the foreigners uh, because if you're, if you're not able to speak the language, then you're not capable to do many things, you know. So um, especially Chinese. Chinese is not an easy uh, language to learn, you know. It's, it's easy for a fact that you, you can speak, you know, whenever you start to speak a little bit, then you can get along. But you cannot write and you cannot read if you don't practice, practice every day, you know. Repetition. You gotta you gotta repeat yourself every day, and I was doing so. But if you if you keep you know if you get it gets you gets to a point that okay I know how to read and write, but if you stop practicing, then you start to forget, you know. So it's something that you have to keep on going, keep on doing and doing and doing all the time, you know. So yeah. it's not easy at all. I went through the same process when so I moved here and I learned Chinese at Shida, and I had to. Every day, I would Every day. bring my book out and just copy down characters like, yeah. over and over and over yeah. and like, try to read articles. And Yeah, you spend hours, you know? You yeah. have to spend hours. And after a time, it gets fun. I can't yeah. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of get into the zone. Yeah. yeah. But after that year, so after that year, did you stay in Taiwan? Or No, you moved back to Brazil first, right? Yeah, so that year was amazing, you know, I got to say. I met so many people here. I was young, you know, I had a lot of energy. And uh, after the whole year, I was able to speak Chinese already, so... I went back to Brazil, and some people in Brazil already they knew that I was here living in Taipei, and and I was able to speak Chinese, you know, especially some business people in Brazil. And one of these people they approached me and was like, "Oh, we have a computer manufacturer here in Brazil, uh, and we're interested maybe to find a way to cooperate with you. What about if we send you back to Taiwan so you you able to represent our company there? You know, attending international fairs, looking for new opportunities, new products, innovative ideas. You know, it's like that sounds great. You know, how how old were you? I was nineteen years old." And I was like, wow, that sounds like a great opportunity. You know, I will be able to go back to Taiwan. I will be able to keep on learning Chinese, improve my my English, you know, and, and learn new things, you know, because we're constantly learning new things here. And I was like, okay, well, I think that sounds like a great idea. So just that exchange for a year set you up with this great opportunity. Exactly. Just, I and I was pretty young, you know, so I was like, okay, well, I think I, as a shot that, you know, is going to be, Great, great for myself, you know, for my, for my growth, you know, and I may, I'm, I'm gonna be able to keep on traveling, which I, I really like it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this was a like a full time gig. It for, was a full time gig. Yeah. Like I mean, actual job. Um, yeah, it was a job, but I didn't need to go to the office, you know. Basically, yeah, I just need my computer, you know. I could, you know, travel, you know. So I was attending uh, exhibitions in Hong Kong and China, and also here in Taipei, uh, looking for. New ideas, as I said, you know, and basically all I, all I needed was my computer to send all the information. You know, I was basically collecting information and reporting to my boss so they could evaluate it and see, oh, this is good for us. This is not good for us. Right. So that was mainly what, what I was doing. So then after that year ended for business, uh, did they renew your contract or did you want to move on? No. So the contract wasn't renewed. And uh, I was here in Taipei, right? So I, I also applied for uh, uh, college. So I was like, well, so now I don't have a job and I don't have money. And I have to, I, I, a lot of people, they have scholarships, but I don't, right? So I got I to gotta work on something. And I'm more like an a, a outgoing person. And I was like, well, now I have to find something. And I heard there was a TV show uh, that they were looking for foreigners to attend their TV show, you know, some foreigners that are able to speak Chinese. I was like, well, my Chinese is not that great, 
but I think it's worth a shot, you know. So I went to the TV show. I didn't even make an appointment with them. I just went there and knocked the door. I was like, hi, uh, I know that you guys are looking for uh, foreigners that are able to speak Chinese. And I, I think my Chinese should be quite okay, you know. And I, may, I'm, I know how to talk to people. And why not we give a try? So that was the first time. And they said they, they, they thought it would be okay, you know. And, uh, and that was the first time that I started to do a TV show. And since then, you know, it led me to many different doors and opportunities. So I have TV show as a side project that I that I keep on going and I keep on doing it. And uh, yeah, we still have TV shows, you know, happening. We also I also been I've been doing TV shows in China right now, which it's something very big. So, and that was four years ago when you went. The first time that I went was four years ago. Four years ago, and you got it just by going to the studio. And saying I'm here, exactly. Foreigner, speak Chinese. Yeah, talk to me. Yeah, I like to. I know. I, I try. I try to create the opportunities. You know, a lot of people they they keep on sitting in the sofa and, and waiting for the opportunities to come uh, to the door. But instead, I like to go and look for it. You know, I'm always looking for opportunities, and I like to meet new people. You know, so that's that's what I that's what I did, and I see that it leads. It, it keep on leading to many new things you know new ideas and, and new opportunities uh they're coming along the way so i want to talk about your business you said it's a, the the tv show is, is a side project yes. talk about uh, what you do for business absolutely and, and how you got started into that well yeah i was doing tv show as a side project right so when i was about to graduate college i was like well i i really i have passion with people you know and i know for a fact that business is all about who you know and how you connect with those people, you know. So I was like, oh, maybe I should start a business here, you know. And and there's something that I always had in my mind, which is uh, international business. And in fact, is this some? This is what I was studying in each one. And I always had a product in my mind, which is acai berry. A lot of people in Taiwan they don't know what is acai berry. And uh, acai is a is a super fruit that comes from the Amazon, you know, located in Brazil. And the market in Taiwan, uh, and sorry, the market in Brazil, it was very big. You know, like they found this berry, and a lot of people they like it because it's very tasty, and also it has high level of antioxidants. You know, so a lot of people start to consume and they love it. You know, so after the market got super big in Brazil, they start to expand it to the states. And you know, as as you know, the market in the states is huge as well. I can attest to that. Uh, when I was living in the states, people would always go and get like you know the acai berry bowls and everything, yeah. and uh, smoothies and everything. Yeah, it's it's very big. Yeah, exactly, big exactly. Yeah. And the market just got huge in the states, you know. And now you don't see it here uh, as as much. Right, you know, as but much. right now it's coming slowly into Asia. And if you if you look at all the countries such as Japan and South Korea, the market has been developed already. You know, a lot of people, they're consuming acai bowl. And not only acai bowl, they, they're able to make acai face mask, acai smoothies, acai drinks, acai right. shampoo, acai soap. You so know? you saw this huge opportunity here in Taiwan because it isn't as uh, pervasive here. Exactly, exactly. And it's something from my country, you know, something that uh, it has high quality and something that I, I'm, I'm passionate about it. You know, I, I like to talk about it. And I was like, well... This is something very big in Brazil, big in the States. 
but it's lacking here in Asia. So I found the opportunity, you know, so it's something that can be done. So right after I, I, I graduated, I came up with the idea of opening up a company here that I will bring the berry, the acai berry powder into the market and I will start to distribute it and doing the marketing here, letting people know what it is. And, and that's what I've been doing so far. Import-export. Import-export. Uh, how did you navigate the regulations around that? It was tough, huh? It was tough because, again, uh, language, you know, especially whenever it comes to uh, contracts, whenever it comes to uh, government papers, you know, this and that. I wasn't able to fully understand, you know, like the, uh, everything. So I always had to have a Taiwanese person with me to help me to translate and let me know, oh, this, this is what it is. You have to do this. You have to do that. In fact, in the beginning, you face a lot of problems. You know, like you're kind of lost. You don't know how to do it. But as long as you're facing the problems, you start to realize how it has to be done. Uh, because I, look, I like to look in that way. Problems, they're as important as success. You know, you have to have a lot of problems along the way to learn and to know how it has to be done. Because if you try something and immediately you achieve success, then you don't learn along the process, you know? So I see problems as challenges. I see problems as ways of as learning. Exactly. You know, so in fact, we face a lot of problems, but uh, problems, they're actually not a problem, you know? I like to look in that way. Yeah. I like it. So then you navigated that, and then when did you start actually importing the Asia berry powder? Uh, we started to import it about two years ago. You know, we bring in the product into, into Taiwan and we start to distribute it, let people know what it is. You know, you're going to realize more and more like uh, healthy coffees, healthy cafes. They've been serving acai bowl, acai smoothies. So which means that the, the market is accepting this berry here, right? So uh, people like it. And also healthy food is just trending up. You know, with inter internet, everyone has smartphones, so they're able to access uh, uh, fast information. So people are being more aware and more concerned about what they what they are consuming, what they're eating. Right back in the day, people didn't have the information, so anything that you can provide to them to eat, that's fine. But right now, they're being more aware of uh, how important it is to consume and eat healthy food. They're being more health conscious. Exactly, being more health conscious. And that's very important because if you're not eating healthy food, that affect, you know, in fact, that can affect the whole, your entire day. Your entire life. Your entire life. It affects the way that you, you, you spend your day, the way that your mind works. You know, if you have good food, healthy food, your mind works smoothly. Your body works in, in a more efficient way, you know, and that's what we're trying to promote here. Yeah, you see, there's, I mean, I think I saw a stat somewhere that Taiwan has the most fast food chains per capita or per square inch or something than anywhere else in the world. Mm. And you see all the time, like, a lot of places, maybe like health food places will come up and they'll close after a few after a few months or a few years because people just stop going to them. But you always see like a new McDonald's or a new Moss Burger. Yes. But maybe this trend of health conscious eating um, is maybe catching on. I know, I know in Western... In the United States, fast food used to be very big, but then now you want to go to the salad bars, you want to go to the smoothie bars and everything, and juices and everything. So I feel like that type of uh, sentiment or that type of attitude towards eating and towards food is also being imported here. Do you find that as well? or I do find that. In fact, the reason why this is happening is because the information flow, you know, as 
we see social media right now, a lot of people, they're posting more things about healthy food, about like the nutrients that, you know, like you can find in those type of uh, meals, right? So people, they didn't have the access before. They didn't know. So that's the point. You know, if you don't know, then you, you, you cannot take actions, right? So information is very important. And this is something that is changing the entire world. The collective consciousness is changing and people are more aware about many things that they, they were not before, you know? So that comes along with, you know, the, the, the healthy uh, lifestyle. It's not just, you know, eating healthy. It's the whole lifestyle. Eating healthy, doing exercise, maybe doing yoga, meditation. This is something they're coming along and more people are being aware of it and they're at now finally taking actions up on it. You can also attribute the change of the social consciousness, obviously, to social media. Uh, you want to take pictures on Instagram. You're not going to take a picture of your your McDonald's burger, but you're going to take a picture oh, yeah. <laughs> of like a beautiful, a sea bowl. Exactly. Uh, with all these like beautiful ingredients that are fresh and like vibrant and colorful. Exactly. And and this is the reason. So if I go down the street and I, and I have a little booth and I start to sell Coca-Cola, everyone will come and buy because they know what it is, right? But... In the other hand, if I have a booth selling acai, nobody will come. Or maybe very few people will come because they don't know what it is. So the information, the education has to be done. So this was the idea that I had in mind. And because of that, because I needed to do an education, I decided to open Yuka Cafe. So Yuka Cafe is a healthy uh, cafe located in Junxiao Fuxin where we're able to serve uh, healthy meals to people and one of the main dishes is the acai jar you know which we prepare the the finished product is not only the powder because we we've been selling the powder on the internet uh, but now we able to to sell to the to the customer the final product which is the acai jar and 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 it's beautiful you know is is it's a I call it like a, an art you know, because we have the acai uh, smoothie on the bottom, and we have granola, we have banana, kiwi, uh, strawberry, and we have coconut powder and chia seeds as well. You know, so it looks very beautiful. So basically, the, the customer that can go to Yuka Cafe, that can try, it's very tasty, it's very healthy, and, and a lot of people, they like to take pictures and post it on Instagram, on Facebook, you know. So again, the information flow comes, you know, and, and more people are getting to know about it. And that's, and that's how we've been doing so far. And so far, we've been getting a lot of good feedback about it. So after you open Yuka Cafe, have you seen sales for your, uh, for your powder or for the acai bear? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, because we're having great feedback, you know, more and more people liking the taste, the flavor, the presentation, because it looks really beautiful. You know, like we see the, the increase of sales and, and decrease of the demand in this market here. So it's something that has big potential, and that's what we're doing right now. In what ways did you try to educate people other than opening Yuka Cafe? Do you buy ad space on TV shows or on the internet somewhere? Yeah, well, we, we actually also try to, to put the information on TV. We've been working on TV. I know a few people that, you know, are working on this industry already for, for a while. So we try to spread the information through these channels as well. And also we uh, do events. So we have events, you know, like we kind of promote the brand. We call we have a brand called Purple Passion, which we have a, a little can that we sell acai powder to the final customers. They can they can buy online, and uh, 
we try to, de- to do the education through social media as well and also on events. So basically let him, letting them know how they can use this powder on a daily basis. Because it's, it's a powder. So imagine the family is having this powder in their kitchen and they can use it as a salt or as a, as a, a protein powder. As you know? a spice. As a spice. As, a, as something that you can put into a lot of different foods. Exactly. They, you, know, you, can, you, can, you can use for like a, a sauce. You can make a sauce or you can make, or you can make a smoothie. Or you can make an acai bowl at home, you know, so you can have a very healthy and taste breakfast. Or you can also have dinner with it because you can make it into a sauce, you know. Or add it to a drink. Exactly, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the kind of the education that we're trying to do and pass it to the, to the, to the Taiwanese people. Yeah, so Taiwan has been really good for you because you came here, you learned Chinese, and you went to college, you... We're on a TV show, which is pretty cool. We, we haven't talked about that at all, but I yeah. mean, I feel like it's really, uh, I think it's it's a, the, the coolest thing that you've done is start a business import-export for a product from your home country. I think this is, it's like a good thing that you got third of the list that yeah. you had for the Rotary Club, I think, yeah. right? That's that's really cool. Yeah, so what are your future plans, though? Well, so the future plans right now is keep on moving, right? So I always keep on learning, keep on expanding, and I, I want to start to let more people know about acai here in Taiwan and because I'm I'm able to deliver a product that has quality and that has benefits to people here. So I want to to grow and expand the business into Asia, not only Taiwan but also China and also Japan and Korea. And and this is one side of the business. I also keep on doing TV show. You know, uh, I didn't mention before, but I'm also doing TV shows in China, which is the same type of TV shows that we have here in Taiwan. But in China, is um, is it has a much larger scale because it broadcasts for the whole country. So Shanghai, Beijing, Nanjing, Xiamen, every place you know is they they're able to see the the TV show on TV. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people in China. I've heard. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. It seems like you found your passion here in Taiwan. Like you found what you love doing here. I you yeah were I allowed did. To... Yeah yeah yeah. And I'll keep on keep on going with that, you know. Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. have any plans to leave, or do you want to try to stay in Taiwan? I think I might I might stay here for for a little while, you know. Uh, I will, uh, uh, the way that I see is I I would be based in Taiwan, you know, because I have business here. But I will, I I still want to be able to move around, you know. So I can go to China, I can go to Shanghai, or I can go to Japan. I'm always looking for business opportunity. I have Taiwan as my home. But I'm out. I still want to be able to move around. You know, if I need to go to Brazil, I will go to Brazil. Or if I need to go to China or Japan, you know, I still, I still want to have that uh, flexibility. Flexibility, exactly. And you're only 25 years old. Yeah, only 25. Yeah, that's, you've done a lot in <laughs> yeah, your 25 well, I'm, years. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. When's yeah. the last time you were back in Brazil? Uh, I was about one year and a half ago. Yeah. So you've really just put down roots here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I that I that I realize, you know, is if you want to do something, you have to dedicate a lot of time and effort. So for the past 7 months, I've been working every day from morning to the evening. You know, like I have no no holiday, no Saturday, no Sunday. For me every day is the same day, you know. So I work from 9 a.m. until 11 every day. You know, always connecting with people meetings you know oh we have to do this we do it we get it done you know that's what i that's what i what i do and i, I will keep on doing that until i reach my my primary goal 
It's very nice to meet you, Tori. Nice to meet you. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciate you coming on. And uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks, for, thanks for being here. Well, thanks it. for the opportunity. I do appreciate that. And this concludes my conversation with Torden Ferreira, the go-getting entrepreneur and TV personality from Brazil. Thanks for listening to this week's Taiwan Talk. I'm Alex Lewis.